Hey guys, just before we get started today, um, probably didn't do a good enough job explaining this in the intro, but what we are, the premise for this podcast was that we would do a season win totals pool. So essentially, each of the boys make their selection based on who we think will have the most wins that season. And we're going to just group them all up together and come the end of the season, add up all your wins for each of your teams. And then whoever has the most uh, is the winner for the season. I don't know if we're going to have anything waged on it at this stage, but uh, just thought that was something that wasn't explained properly in the podcast. So yeah, anyway, enjoy the show. back it's been a long time boys how we has, doing it? I've, uh, I've got uh, Hamish and Stu here with me uh, we're gonna do finally Ned's released their uh, NRL win totals for the year it only took them to the week before the season started so we're a bit late on the NRL preview but uh, we are here nonetheless um, boys how you going good good uh, yeah Ned's very slow on getting their over-unders out getting their lines out so um, I know they're big fans of the show so I'm sure they'll take this feedback on board and, and be a bit quicker next like, year. I feel like they were out way earlier last year. I think so. Like, I, feel I like think we so. Had heaps of time to to be fair, it. we were late on our, our. I think we did it on the Friday after watching two games, so maybe it did come out a bit later. But it's been too long, hasn't it? It has. It's, it's been, good I to get back into it. It's been about uh, six months since we've done a podcast, so it'll be good to get back into it. Um, we're going to do a little twist on the uh, on the win totals today. So we're going to do a little snake draft um, wins pool. Uh, Stu's going to start us off. He's got the first pick, and then it'll come through to me, and then Ham's going to be the bookend. So he gets third and fourth, and we'll just keep snaking through. We'll end up taking 15 teams, so obviously the bottom two teams that no one wants will just be left to it. Uh, Stu, why don't you get us started, mate? Who would you like to pick for number one in the uh, NRL season win totals pool? Now, I wasn't anticipating actually getting the first pick, so this is probably going to come as a bit of a don't panic. Controversial pick, uh, but I'm going to take the Roosters. They're my smoky for the for the Premiership this year. That was my pick. Ooh, so interesting. The Roosters' win total for this season uh, is 16 and a half. Last season they won 15 games. They had a slow season, a slow start to the season last year, um, but really like the look of their roster going into this season. Hamish, what do you think of that pick? Uh Look, I don't think it's a team I'd go for. Um, they're probably going to chalk up a lot of wins, but 16.5 for, for the Oversunders is quite a few. And I think we are talking about last year, they've lost a, a lot of experience. Um, they've at least this year picked up Brandon Smith. He's going to move the forwards forward. And um, I just still think they're, they're lacking a little bit in the halves. Kiri was out a lot of last season, so he didn't have a, a chance to gel with Walker. But I... I think that there's still maybe a year off being a, a real contention. It, it... Do you have a counter to Hamstrew? Why you picked them number one? Yeah, uh, my my thought process basically. I think they've got a great team right across the paddock. I think they've got a good coach. I think they've recruited well, adding the G's. Um, I think you look at their young players like Suwalihi, uh, Sammy Walker. They've got a year under their belt. I think they're going to come along even more this year. They've still got Tedesco, arguably probably top three player in the, in the league. Um, and Kiri's another year removed from his big injury as well. So having him fit this year, I think, will be will be pretty good. They're also a year 
further past the big exodus of uh, of their experienced players that we saw, I think, what was that, end of 21 or 2020, maybe? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, big time. It, it, either way, it's been a couple of years now, so the, those younger players have had a bit more time under their belt, a bit more experience. Um, I think they've strengthened or at least maintained across their whole squad. Um Whereas I think there's some other teams, which I'm sure we'll speak about soon, up the top of the top of the table, who have probably weakened a little bit. So I just like them this year. I think, just because um, they can buy who they want. They don't need to worry it, about the salary. Look, I'm, I'm not disputing that. We've uh, seen them poach poach from the Knights or potentially poaching from the Knights soon. Honest, so. Honestly, looking at their roster, that's probably like the one spot that they might be lacking is that just one more winger. And if they manage to pinch Dom Young, I think that team's pretty well the most complete team in the comp. I mean... A lot probably resting on the halves, like Ham said. Uh, as someone who drafted Sam Walker pretty high in fantasy, I'm sort of banking on him taking that next step forward, but that's still somewhat of an unknown. Uh, but you look across the whole park, like as you say, you've got Tedesco at fullback. The outside backs, you've got Joey Manu, Swali, plenty of uh, quality there. Good good halves. Luke Keery is now two years after his ACL, which is normally when you really see guys start to really pick back up to their best form. They lose Takiyaho, but uh, otherwise I think the forward pack still remains pretty solid. Bit of an unknown with Crichton not being there to start the season, and we're not too sure when he'll come back. But yeah, I've actually, uh, they're one of my locks for the over. I've gone uh, hard over that 16.5 wins. I think they're the team to beat this year. I'm there with you. I think uh, I, I think they could win the comp. I'm not saying they will, um, but I could see them winning between 17 and 20 games. And we haven't even mentioned the... Good- I got arguably the best coach in the game, Trent Robinson. Uh, exactly. Uh, what about you, Hemi? Over or under that win total? Uh, I reckon... I, I just can't uh, justifiably say that they're going to get 17 wins. If I was going to put a bet on that one, I would go the unders. But I think you're right there in that a lot of the other top teams have fallen off a little bit. So um, there's always a chance. All right, well, that takes us to pick number two. So uh, this is a tricky one for me. I, uh, I'm i going to go – I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to go the Sharks. Um, their win total for the season is 14 and a half. Uh, last season, they won eight, uh, 18 games. A um, little bit of – bit nervous to start the season with Nico Hines being out with a calf injury. The word is he'll only be out for one, possibly two weeks. So that sort of makes me feel a little bit better there. But I just think year two under Fitzgibbon is going to really see this team kick on. They didn't really lose anyone of note. They lost a couple of experienced forwards, but they've replaced uh, replaced them with Oregon Kafusi at least and obviously hoping some young guys step up there. But I just think this team is uh, primed to go deep into the finals this season. What about you boys? Um, looking at them, I, I think the same thing. Like, I would say it's really much of a muchness. They didn't really lose anyone over the off-season. So it's, as you said, year two. They, they'll hopefully be gelling a bit better. But you, really, it depends on how well Hines uh, does recover from. Even if it's a niggle, uh, calves can, can carry on sort of throughout the season. So if he's fit, I think they'll be on a similar trajectory to last year and they smashed the overs that they've been given this year so um i comfortably think that they'd hit that over too yeah that was that was one of my big locks last year and i was i think that last year their number was around 11 and a half and they absolutely smashed it uh, they, yeah they smashed it last year i think 
I think they regressed slightly this year. I can't see them getting 18 wins again, um, but I do like them for that over. I still think they're a 15 to 17 win side. Um, obviously, a lot's going to depend on Nico Hines' fitness. So he's got a, what, a calf complaint at the moment, but calf strain, he's also... Yeah. He's also been dealing with personal issues and stuff like that. I, I've seen mixed reports about what um, the reasoning was. But, yeah, I know he's got a calf complaint there as well. So if he gets fit and he's available 90% of the year, um, then, yeah, I, I, I think you can you can probably lock them in. I haven't got them as a lock. I've got them as a soft over, but I think they hit that 14 and a half. Yeah, I, I've got them as a lock, but and I don't want to throw all my locks away too early. but um... If something that does sort of make you a little bit nervous is probably had career years out of Hines and obviously Matt Moylan as well as as the number six. Can you bank on? I mean, you've already got Hines complaint having injury complaints. Matt Moylan's a guy that's had a lot of soft tissue injuries over the course of his career. Uh, don't know that there's a lot of depth for them in the halves. I mean, you've got obviously Trindle who'll start this weekend for Hines, but outside of that, they don't have Luke Metcalf anymore. He's gone to the Warriors, and it's pretty untested once you start going past Braden Trindle. Um, they're probably still, I think, a forward short. I, ideally, they would have got another big body for the middle. Um, they're a pretty small forward pack outside of um, Royce Hunt and Hamlin Uwelli. Like You've got guys like Dale Finuc and Ken McInnes who are pretty undersized for playing in the middle. Um, but Finucan's yeah. fasted a little bit now, but McInnes is just a, a workhorse. Just at least he'll, workhorse. he'll get in there and just make hundreds of tackles so i've locked over stew's a soft over what about you ham where are you sitting yeah i think they'll hit the overs overs all right your pick mate um look i didn't think they'd last this long and this is probably one of the only teams that i think uh up there with uh not having lost too much uh, from their team. I know there's a few big omissions, but the Panthers, I'm, I'm going to lock in. Kikau obviously hurts them a little bit, but they've always had that that forward depth. Uh, and if they, I think Lenu is leaving next year, but they've got plenty of uh, forwards to uh, fill those holes. May, I think, will probably be another injury. He scored a lot of tries last year, but um, that. Sonia Taruve, is it? Or I think yeah, I picked him up in the point. draft. He um, yeah, don't act like you don't know him. Do any research into him a few drafts? He did great last year, so I think he'll he'll just move in. But I did notice something interesting on the team lists. Uh, Toto's moved uh, to yeah. the other wing position, so I don't know if he's going to move back to his left wing that he had before. May um, took it off him. You would expect so because he was so damaging there the year prior. You would expect that he would just slot back into his more comfortable. Uh, wing position that's yeah. a good little fantasy tidbit because he uh his numbers were significantly better off the left wing yeah on that left side a lot so i'll have to look at who's got toe in our fantasy league do we uh trade for him do we read much into the world club challenge against st helens they were pretty ordinary in that game I just think it's one of those games where um, sometimes you're up for it, sometimes you're not. Like I know myself when I was playing football, you, you go play tell bottom us, tell of the us ladder. More about your career, <laughs> 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 you go play bottom of the ladder, and you think, "Oh, this is an easy game." You, you don't get yourself set up for it, and they come out and they put twenty on you, and you're suddenly going, "Well, what's happening?" I think it was probably a bit of that. They they didn't prepare as well and weren't focusing as much on that as the, the NRL season. And St Helens come out wanting to win it and. Pretty 
pretty well embarrassed in that first half. They come back to to make it only a field point in gold. Golden point, but they didn't look uh, very sort of fluid, I would say, at the start. And there's, there's a lot to be said that they've had quite a few big seasons now. Like it's mm-hmm. it's hard on the on the bodies of these players that you've got guys like Yo, Cleary, Luai, like to, just to name a few that have they're not only playing Origin, they're playing games all season. They're going in deep into finals, then playing for Australia as well. Like and these, that was the World Cup year. So. These guys, their bodies over the last probably three to four years have taken a fair beating so I think you can excuse them I think there's a case to be made that they might actually make a little bit of a slow start to the season their win total is I think quite I think it's actually the same as last season it's 17 and a half last season they managed 20 wins so they kind of shit that in last year but I'm sort of leaning under and it's not to say that I don't think they're a contender for the premiership I just think that they come back to the pack a little bit this year. I think, like you said, they've lost Kikau, they've lost Coruscant, who was huge for them. Like that's that's probably going to be one of the bigger losses across the whole competition. Him leaving Penrith to go to the Tigers. I'm not sure what we're going to get from Mitch Kenny. Is it Sonny Luke, the other number nine that they've got, who's going to come off the bench? Yeah. I think he's a little bit of an unknown as well. But I mean, you're just banking on if you're taking the over, you're just banking on the infrastructure of the Clearies and and that forward pack which is probably still one of the best in the comp yeah look i i think i've got similar thoughts to you george i think i think they're still going to be strong they're still definitely going to be there competing i just think they regress a little bit it's what the third or fourth year that they've been the team to beat now i think teams are surely going to have to start figuring out how to play against them and although they've actually only lost kick out taylor may i suppose due to injury um, two of those guys are guys that don't play Origin, so they're actually going to be even weaker through that Origin period, um, not having Kikau and Taylor May. So when you take out, it'll probably end up being what eight to eight or nine of the their starting seventeen for Origin, or something ridiculous like that. It, it's going to be a tough period for them, like it is every year. But I just think sooner or later it's going to have to catch yeah, up. Even more so this year. Um, I have to say. Looking at all these win total numbers, I really feel like they're a lot harder to pick than they were last year. Last Ned's year, have done a good job with these lines. Too good a job. It's actually disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think to... Panthers will probably be around that 17 or 18 uh, because, as you said, they probably will come back to the pack a little bit. That I don't see them getting 20 wins again this year. But some of these other top teams have fallen off, so it leaves sort of less teams available that are actually going to be able to match it with them and uh, take take the points from them. But yeah, maybe 17 or 18, so I would say spot on. I'm leaning under, but I I was burned last last year betting the under on the Panthers, so I, I won't be uh, I won't be locking that in. What about you boys? I'll be staying away. I think it, I think it, I agree with him. It's a 17, 18, 16, maybe 19, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Um, I think keep it's saying more numbers and you'll eventually be right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 13, 14, 21. And, and you're, a, you're a slide over him, did I hear? Uh, look, if I had to, to put something on it or I was told that I didn't have a choice, I would say slide over, but I would stay away too. I think it's very, very bang on the money. All right, mate. Who's your next pick? Is someone writing these yeah. down, by the way? Because... Uh... Yeah, I'm writing them down. Okay, good. I'll give us a recap. That's great. (laughs) Um, Look, I'm probably going to pull a trick out of your book, Jordan, and I'm going to go with the Cowboys. 
Smooth. Obviously, they're, they're my team for those that don't know. And I was pleasantly surprised last year. I, I had them booked in for a, a terrible season and they just kept impressing. Do you have any, How many wins did they get last year? They got 17 wins last year and their over-under for this year is 14 and a half. From memory, and this is just off the top of my head, I feel like their win total last year was like, it was either five and a half or six and a half. Something like that. I think it was six and a half. Yeah. So they've definitely earned the respect of the bookies. I had them <laughs> written down in permanent marker as an under six and a half. Yeah, and they haven't I, really changed much. We were from last we were year all either. really low on them going into last season. We, I think I said maybe there's a chance that Val Holmes could drag them to a few wins, but no one saw their season coming. No, it was incredible and great to be a Cowboys fan. <laughs> <laughs> they just had so many breakouts. They had, I mean, you look at Reese Robson, Ruben Cotter, Jeremiah Nanai. They always had Tamalolo. He was fairly solid again, as was Holmes. Um, Dearden and Townsend stepped up in the halves. Scotty Drinkwater had a bit of a breakout year as well. Like they just had yeah. so many players far exceed expectations. Um, and I think Todd Payton just nailed the man management last year. Like There was so much talk going into last season about Tamalolo's minutes, but I think he just sort of... It just showed that he's tried to take the focus away from one player in that forward pack. And you had so many other guys standing up. You had Ruben Cotter emerge. You mentioned Reese Robson. Jeremiah Nanai scored. I think he was one of the top try scorers in the whole competition by the end of the season. Like it was, He got like 17 or 18 yeah. tries from the back row. Surely that's a record. I'm not sure if that's repeatable or not, but we'll, uh, we'll find <laughs> out. I, my take on the Cowboys, I still like them. They're, they're impossible not to like. But I, I think this might be a... A slight regression. I still would lean over, but I don't think they get to 17 wins again. I think they're a bit more of a they're a known quantity now. I think people, our teams will be sort of they're the hunted rather than the hunter now. Um, so I think they might come back to the pack a little bit, but I still would go a slight over. With the the reasoning behind picking the Cowboys is, is probably one other team. I don't want to give you guys any tips for your turn, but um, like I, I have them slightly above the Storm now. When I was looking at um, the Storms over and unders, I was thinking they'd be about a 15. So I thought, well, Cowboys, if I think they're better than the Storm, then they can hit 16. And uh, what was the over? It was 14 and a half? For the Cowboys? Yeah, yeah 14. Cowboys. Yeah. I think the only thing that's probably going to hurt them is having so many players that are sort of having, they had a standout year last year, but if they continue it this year as origin, like because obviously Queensland doesn't have such a selection pool, they might lose a lot of players through that period and it'll be really tough on them where it probably didn't affect them so much last year. The other concern that I have is I'm not sure how many more good seasons of football Chad Townsend has left. Like, he surprised everyone playing well last year. I don't think we, we thought he still had that in him. But maybe he's just a, a case of a guy that's just sort of getting more comfortable as he gets more experience. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That sort of leaves me with a little bit of a cause for concern. I think that, I think that team's perfectly suited to his strengths now, though. He, just, he mm. can just be a guiding half. He just guides the young guys around and lets the, the young guys do their thing. He puts in 100% effort. Hamish, a good needs leader. To, um, Hamish needs to send a thank you card to Kevin Walters and Andrew Budden for Tom Dearden. How, do, uh, how <laughs> Broncos let that guy go is beyond me. That, that, he's, he's only 21 this year too. He, uh, he's got buckets of potential. I just think if, um, if Peyton can keep the good thing going there, they've got such a good young core. I just 
can't see them regressing too much. I think, I mean, I, I'm looking for Reese Robson to cement himself as a top five, maybe top three hooker this year. I think he's going to keep improving. Ruben Cotter, he's, uh, I know Jordan's a bit of a fangirl of Ruben Cotter. He's the, the Queensland well. Cam McInnes. And he missed a bit of that, um, the season last year with that injury too. So if he gets a full season under his belt, who knows what he can do. Yeah. Really. They're a fun team. It's hard to, it's hard to dislike them. It's, Pretty easy to root for them. So I like I'm, them. I've got slight, uh, slight over Ham. I'm guessing that you've taken him. You're, you're going to say slight over as well. Yeah, it's true. Um, I'm a soft over. I think 15, 15 wins. All right, that brings it back to me. Uh, this is probably, uh, yeah. I think I think I'm going to go South Sydney. Um. I'm a bit torn between going South Sydney or, or Melbourne, but I'm going to go the Rabbitohs um, purely because I think if Latrell stays fit for a full season and all their guns stay fit, I think their ceiling is a premiership. Uh, you've got Ilias that's another year more experience. We sort of saw towards the back end of 2022 that he was starting to find his feet a little bit more. Cody Walker's not getting any younger, but and he's still pretty hot and cold, but if Ilias can sort of become that steadying influence and organising half, I think that still brings out the best in Walker, and we saw that when he played next to Reynolds. They've got some good young guys in their back line that they've got big raps on. Obviously, we, we know about Campbell Graham. I think it's Isaac Thompson who's got big raps coming through from Dimitri. They're pretty big on him. The forward pack sort of speaks for itself. I mean, you've got Cam Murray, who's one of the more important forwards to his team in the whole competition. Damian Cook. It's a big year for Damian Cook, I feel. I, I feel like he underwhelmed at times by his standards last year, so I, I'm kind of expecting a bounce back here for no, him. No, fantasy, mate. Second top scorer. <laughs> <laughs> but I think maybe, and maybe that's just that, uh, that opinion is just sort of formed by he probably wasn't at his best in origin, and he's, I don't think he's the Australian hooker anymore. It's is it Harry Grant now? Am I, am I wrong in saying that? Harry Grant played some of it. I don't know if they ben were was there or thereabouts too, wasn't he? he was in the but uh, I don't know. I just I've got him. I've got him penciled in for a bounce back year. Neds has their over under at sixteen and a half, which I think is a huge number, and it's not a number I'd be willing to bet on purely because of the health concerns for some of their bigger players. But if they stay fit, I think that can hit. As for betting purposes, I'd probably lean a slight under. What about you, boys? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm a little bit annoyed you took them here because I had them penciled in for my next pick. I think they'll go close to that. Uh, that line, sixteen and a half. It's probably a little bit rich for my liking. I think they're probably like a fourteen to seventeen win team. Well, I think they won seventeen's probably the. Season. Yeah, I, I think they're as good, maybe a little bit better than last year. I think. 17 or 18 is probably their ceiling. I don't see them going too much more than that. But in saying that, looking at their side, they're very well-rounded side. Obviously, the trail at the back. AJ, probably going to be leading try scorer again. Um, Campbell Graham, Isaac Thompson. The halves is a little bit of a question mark. Cody Walker missed a little bit last year. When I say missed, I mean he was available, but form-wise, <laughs> he was missing. He missed um, a lot of tackles. I think Yes, I think Lockie <laughs> Elias is going to have to take a bit of a jump. I think he can. I thought he did um, towards the back end of last season. I was really impressed with his football going into the final series. And I thought he was like, 
I mean, South, that I thought, overachieved in the final series. Like, they knocked out Cronulla, who were the team that finished second. And then I think they got to the prelim finals. Is that right? Against Penrith? Yeah. They um they really came on strong towards the back end of last year. Because from memory, they really struggled early on. They looked like a they looked like they were really struggling. Um, and they came on pretty well in the end of the year. So, if they keep that... And Latrell just hit peak form towards the back end of the season when he finally got fit too. So if they can keep him fit all year, it's, as I say, ceiling's a premiership. Yeah. They've got good edge back rowers. They've got Cam Murray at lock. Yeah. They've got some firepower there. Yeah. You've got, um, still got Kaloma Tungy, Jai Arrow. Ham, what do you think? I was just happy listening to you two boys see if you can change my <laughs> mind. <laughs> I, I honestly, I think that they're probably very in very similar shape to last year. So... They won 14 last year, and I think they'll probably be around that this year. I, I don't think that they're they're going to get close to that overs. I, Ilias and, and Walker together, um, they had glimpses last year, but you need at least one one to step up. And although there were times, uh, there were other times where they just seemed like they, they had no one steering the ship. Um, probably the person who, who uh, was the greatest to, to do that was Murray. But, um, like, he he spent a lot of time off the field, and when when that happened, they just didn't seem to really be going anywhere. Yeah, they definitely had some losses on their schedule. That when you look back, you wonder how they lost those games. I I think we're gonna we're gonna see over the next twelve months, really the the fruits of that decision to let Reynolds go to the Broncos and bring Elias through. I've, I've, I was, as I said, really impressed with him towards the back end of the season. It's going to be interesting to see how Reynolds goes at the Broncos. We'll cover them shortly if he can stay fit this season. But you already saw last season he was starting to get those niggly sort of soft tissue injuries. Um, I've Yeah, as I said, I've got them for a slight under, but I still haven't pegged around 15 to 16 wins. That's about where I'm at too. Okay. Um, yeah, as I said, under. Yeah, under, sweet. Probably around 14. All right, I think we're back to you, Stu. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm going to have to take the Melbourne Storm. Um, this is now the sixth pick, so... Melbourne Storm down to six? Who would have picked that coming? Yeah, exactly. I, don't, I, I mean, in saying that, there's a lot of reasons, I think, that they're falling that far. Paps is out for, I don't know, eight to ten weeks, isn't he? Um, they've also lost Cheese. Uh, Some of the older blokes, Kafusi. Yeah, um, make it a lot of Cheese loss, what you will. Um, but I think he's, yeah, still going to be a loss. To be honest, looking at their team, their backline looks a bit weak. I'm not convinced by the pack either. They've got, I guess they've got Asafa Solomona and Welsh there still, but outside of that, they've got a lot of young guys in their pack. Um, but in saying that, they've still got Bellamy, they've still got Munster, Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant. So um, I think you can still pen- pencil them in for 14, 15 wins again this year. What do you guys think? I actually had on um, my my notes here that, of course, they've still got Hughes and Munster who can steer steer any team, but it really comes off the back of the forwards go forward. And as you said, their their forward pack compared to other years is looking a bit lean. Uh, and if your forwards aren't sort of punching through, there's not much the rest of the ball players can do. So I think the key to them, and he's was amazing last year so there's no saying that he can't do it again this year as grant he'll need to get out of uh, hooker really getting people hitting the advantage line and steering them around because if the forwards can can get on top then as i said you know what hughes and munster can do off the back of that 
feels like it's a big year for a guy like Nelson Asafa Solomona. Like you kind of feel like with the losses in the forward pack that they've had, as you as you mentioned, the Bromwich boys, they've lost and they've lost, you know, a couple others as well. He's someone that really brings a lot of size and he's still got a pretty good reputation in that forward pack. You kind of expect that he might have to play some more minutes as well. Because as you say, him, they are very lean in the forwards. Fifteen and a half is their over under, and as we sort of mentioned last year, they got to fifteen. They did have a lot of injuries last season. I, I don't know if you boys remember, but early in the season they were basically, I think they lost three guys in the first of the, from their starting 17 in the first two weeks. So if they stay healthy, there's every reason to think that they could hit that over, especially with you know the infrastructure of Bellamy, Munster, Hughes and Grant. Pappenhausen being out sort of does throw a bit of a spanner in, that, in the works. I don't know that out wide they quite have the firepower against the, the top teams. I feel like Melbourne will beat the teams that they should beat, but I, I don't know that they're quite at that upper echelon of teams at the moment, current, as, as they're currently constructed anyway. And originally, when I was doing the research for this pod, I had them penciled in for an over, but I think I'm slightly leaning under now. I think, that, I think like Stu said, I think I've got them around the 14-15 win mark as well. Yeah, one guy actually, I think you might have touched on him here, but didn't really mention him too much. Christian Welsh, I think he's going to be critical in coming back. He was out for the whole year last year. I think he maybe won in the trial games, had a season-ending injury. And I, think was, they missed... I think it was round one or two. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was in the season, yeah. They, I think they missed him last year. He's like a pretty senior, um, whether he's in the leadership squad or was he even captain or vice captain or something like that. He's obviously a pretty pretty key cog there as well. Um, and with the young guys in that pack, I think he's going to be critical. Um, so he's coming back from a torn Achilles. That's the only concern. Yeah. They're tough ones to come back from. It is. It is. Uh, but it's pretty hard to bet against Craig Bellamy, isn't it? Yes. So it I'm curious. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think they hit their under last year. I think their over-under would have been about the 17 mark. It was 17 from memory. Yeah. I had them locked in as a win, uh, as an over for that, and they only hit 15. So so we've all got, have we all got under? I'm going yeah, to a soft I under. Think under. Yep. All right, that means it's back to me. We're starting. This is where it starts whoa, to get whoa, interesting. Whoa, 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 whoa mate! No? What? Don't get ahead of yourself. I got another pick here. Oh, sorry, it's a snake. <laughs> of course, I, that was your first pick. I apologize. Yeah, that's all right because I didn't know who I was going to take anyway, so that's actually worked out well. Okay, well, I don't know whether I'm going to alleviate any of your concerns here because this might be a little bit left field, but I'm going to take the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. Uh, Joel Paraga, if he's listening to this, will probably be hating me. I know the Parramatta Eels are still on the board. so yeah, Last year's um, been finalist and you're picking the dogs ahead of him. Yeah, well, I mean, the dogs have taken one of their best players in uh, Reed Marnie. They've also picked up Kickout. I think that's two huge ins. Um, I just think they're in for a big year. I think they're building on things. And I think the biggest thing that's changed since the start of last year is the coach. Um, and I think that's going to be a massive deal for them. You would think it's a big upgrade. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. You could say that. So, uh, are you saying that these are no longer weak gutted dogs? <laughs> I would say that. Yes. <laughs> I don't know whether Jamin Salmon uh, would have any thoughts on that. But uh, yeah, I, I've got Matty Burton as a smoky for Dallium. I think. TPJ is going to have a big year, and I think Max King, your boy George, is also going to have a big year. 
can we just hit, go circle back to TPJ? Is going to have a big year. What What's your logic behind that? I'll just just think he is. is. It it wouldn't be I've, I've got, got feeling. Fantasy. I've got feelings in my loins about <laughs> TPJ. Um, it has it, nothing to do with fantasy. Jordan. It'd be great if you could play more than twenty five minutes in a game. Let's let's start there. But I, I agree with your Max King, King point. I uh, I got nothing but uh, admiration for that guy. He just gets the most out of himself every week. He's uh, another local junior that the Knights uh, really should have done a better job of keeping around the area. To be honest, I. It's interesting that you picked the dogs. I, I think on paper, it's it's a pretty impressive squad that they're starting to bring together. They still have a bit of uncertainty in the outside backs. Like obviously you got Adokara on one wing, that's fine. Fullback's still a bit of a question mark. I don't know if it's going to be Avarillo or Perham. I think Perham's starting there week one. But I thought they played some pretty good attacking footy with Avarillo at the back um, late last season. The forward pack is starting to come along. They've got some good guys there. They've obviously, I think we can agree that Reed Marnie is a at least a, a small upgrade on um, Jeremy Marshall King. Burton is obviously a, a really good player for them, and interesting that you've got him uh, as a smoky for the Dalian. I'd like to, I'd like to know those odds because that's not a bad shout. But I, I, don't, I still don't know about Kyle Flanagan next to him, and I still think, despite how strong the squad looks on paper, I still think they're a year or two away. So I've, I've still got them for an under, and probably should. Uh, throw in what their over-under is, it's 11 and a half wins. So that last season they got to seven. I'm not ready to say that they're a five-win better team just yet. Last year I said overs, I think, uh, in the um, the preseason get matches and they only needed to reach nine and a half and they got to seven. That was free they've money for me last year. Yeah. A little bit. They've, they've, as you said, Marnie, they've got kick out as well. Um, but I'm really not ready to be burnt again. So I think they, they will probably, I'm just going to say uh, on that alone, that they'll probably struggle to reach the 11.5. I'd go unders. So it's interesting that you've put them so high in your, your list, Stu. I assume you're taking an over, Stu? I like them for an over. I've got them in a lock over. Ooh. I think they're yeah. I think they're at least a five or six win team better. Can we... Six. Yeah. Can we get Five an update or six on, win better. Can we get an update on how many locks we've all used? I've used two. I have used two also. Ham? Have you used any yet? Hey, you never told me I had to use uh, <laughs> <laughs> that much We can go back later and do it. It's fine. I, I, say, I, I know I locked uh, the Sharks, I believe, but yep. other than that, I've just been saying over under. That's right. So is, is, there anyone, is there anyone that you'd like to retroactively add to your locks? No, I'll save them for, save. for later in the draft. <laughs> Surprise! I, I'm trying to I'm trying to do some quick research on the run here. Do you guys know when uh, Trent Barrett lost his job? I feel like it was about halfway through the season because it actually looked good under Mick Potter, and I was a little bit worried at uh, a few stages through the season, especially towards the back end of the last season, that they were going to hit that nine and a, or they're going to get to. I think it was. Was it nine and a half over under last year? I think they had to get to ten. Yeah, so I was, I was starting to get a bit nervous at times, but um, yeah, that that was the big fear with uh, Trent Barrett going that they'd actually improve, which they did. Yeah, because uh, I'm just trying to look up the Trent Barrett coaching stats. I'm sure they're they're pretty ugly to look at. Um, so my point that I was going to try and make was if you take Trent Barrett out of the coaching staff from last year, do they probably get two or three more wins and then you really only need to say they're two or three two or three win better side this year with Marnie, with Kikau, with some of those young guys having Paul more experience Alamotti, under their belt? It is. 
Yeah, he's a he's another flyer. Have you got him in your fantasy team, Ham? No, no, I don't think in the draft. Nah. I wish. <laughs> the real uh, the counter to what you just said there is that the dogs have been burnt hiring high-profile Penrith assistants before because that's exactly what Trent Barrett was when he first joined. I have no comment. Speaking of Trent Barrett, we'll move on to my next pick. I'm going to take his new club where he is an assistant coach and that'll be the Parramatta Eels, last year's grand finalists. Um, Pretty good season for them last year. They won, let me just pull them up here, they won 16 games. And they're over under this year is 13 and a half. Obviously, they've lost quite a few key contributors from last season, most notably probably being Reed Marnie. They come into the season with um, some injury clouds over a few of their higher profile forwards, but I just think there's too much quality, especially in their halves, that they won't at least be around a top, round about a top eight team. That over-under still scares me. I don't know if I'd be willing to back an over, but I could see him getting to 12 to 13 wins. All these lines are so close. They're all just right there. Mm, they do yeah, their I job think, well um, over at Nets. It's almost like there's like, an exact you know, science just... behind it. <laughs> yeah. As you said, they've, they've lost a few uh, starters. Um, the one thing that I think could be um, a deciding factor in how many they get to by the end of the year is what they do in their force first four weeks without Maddo. Like you look at the the side that I think it's been confirmed, I think for the first round, uh, Campbell Gillard, uh, Paulo, Bryce Cartwright, Matt Dory and Jermaine Hopgood. Like when you listen to that, there, there's not really a, a standout bloke that's going to step up and, and run for, forever is, and make a lot of damage. And Josh Hodson locking, Josh Hodson hooking there as well. In hooking, yeah. Yeah. So if they can win, say, even two, two of those four, then they'll probably uh, be on the way to, to making that overs. But I can see a situation where, they, say, they win one or even uh, not. I haven't looked at the, the draw they have, but um, they're going into the season quite light on troops. Yeah, well, I've got, I've got their draw here, Ham. Um, so week one, they've got the Storm. Melbourne Storm. You reckon that's a W or an L? I've been looking Sydney. at this. And it's tricky. I thought the Eels before I actually looked looked at their side. I think the Storm probably still on paper would have that one. All right, so let's let's edge edge an L there. Uh, week two, they got the Sharkies. That's Another tricky because it depends if Hines play, Hines is playing. Week three, they've got Manly. You'd expect them to win that, um, but. Again, who knows if, if Turbo's playing, if DC's in form. And then week four, they got the Panthers. If they can be two and two after the first four weeks, I think they'll be happy. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if they will it be. It probably actually very plays in their favour because regardless, even if they had all their players on board, they could still be looking at a, a one and three from, from that matchup. So it might work out that they lose those games without their players and then they get them back and they have the easier rounds to, to build up a... a cohort of wins. Well, Sean lays this... out for, what, six weeks? Four to six, six to eight weeks or six something. Six like eight, four to eight. Matto's out for a couple. Like... He's four weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. He's back round four. Oh, back round four. Okay. Yeah. That's good yeah, to know. He's it's, in uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think Thursday night's game is going to be a really... That's going to tell us a lot because um, the Storm and Eels, both two sides, we're not really sure how they're going to go to start the year with... Uh, 
lots of players out. Yeah, and two, two of the powerhouse clubs over the last couple of seasons that were sort of, as of both their seasons could kind of go either way. Mm. Be one to watch. All right, I think, uh, so I've gone slight under, but I've got them, as I said, about 12 or 13. What about you, uh, Cam? Um, Do you want to yeah, use one look, of your I, I d- <laughs> no, no, I was going to say the opposite. I don't know if I can really uh, confidently bet on them at all. I would stay away from that one. And Stu, you are uh, over, under? Probably under. Uh, I'm a stay away, but if you had to force my hand, I've got them as a soft over, 14 wins. Very good. All right, Hamish, you're up. Starting to get to some uh, mid-table clubs here. Yeah, and the the weird thing is there's two teams that I'm looking at for my next pick, but then the one that I don't pick probably won't fit in after that. So um, don't know what to do. I'm probably going to go the Eagles. Ooh. I know they've, they've lost a lot in the forwards. Uh, we are just saying how light on troops that the Eagles forward pack looks. Um, Eagles is, I think, the same. Kepi is starting um, lock, I think, and then uh, they have Tuolangi and uh, Olakwatu in uh, the second row, but they've got a lot of young guns coming through, and obviously Turbo is fit for round one. Let's hope it stays that way. Um, and their win, their overs was... Can you help me out here, boys? Uh, so I'll help you out, Ham. So last season they won nine games. This season their over-under is 11.5. Yeah, I was thinking that they um, would be just over that 11.5 when I was looking at it. I knew I'd picked overs. Uh, and I feel as though we're getting out of that stage where most of these teams are probably going to be struggling to put 12 wins together. Um, and what do you boys think? I have concerns over their forward pack, like you just said. I don't, I don't know that they can match it with the big teams when it comes to that. And I think we we haven't really seen, other than when it was COVID ball and, you know, the game was just so fast that Turbo just destroyed everyone. Obviously, he had a few injuries last year, but he definitely wasn't as dominant as he had been. I think DCA is not getting any younger. He's 34 this season. I'm sure he's going to start to drop off eventually. Schuster's a bit of an unknown at six. Um, he's had issues with fitness and things over the last 12 months as well. Seabold is also, I guess, a pretty big question mark at coach. We saw positive signs with him with the Rabbitohs a few seasons ago. And then I don't know if it was him or if it was the culture up at the Broncos that was the issue, but obviously things didn't really work out there. So it's a pretty big opportunity for him. I have them as an under. I just can't bank on the fitness of Trebojevic and I think they're still just so reliant on him and I think the forward pack's just not not up to scratch. I think Jake Trebojevic's game started to fall off over the last 12 months and I don't see how... I just think he's just got too many miles on the body. I think he's just been bashed up too much. And he's so if you have them as an under, does that mean you don't think that they would make the finals? I would have them just outside, yeah. Okay. I'm uh, similar to you. I've got them as a soft under, George. Um, if, if you have them winning about 10 games, that's 10 and 14. That Last year, that wasn't good. That was that would have been around 10th or 11th, I think. Yeah, I, I've got them about 10th to 13th, I think. Um, I think it depends on the fitness of Turbo, obviously, and, and the Turbo that we get. Um, I can see them being a side that goes on a 
streak. They can win five on the trot. They can also lose five on the trot. I just don't have any confidence in them um, to to take the over. I think it'll be close. That line's pretty good, 11.5. I think there'll be 10 to 12 wins. There's just no value on these lines at all. No. I'm Yeah, as I said, I'll lean under. Ham, you're, I'm assuming, going to go with a slide under? Yeah, I think they're a soft over, yeah. And Stu, you're a slide under? Soft under. No, no locks there? No locks. All right, Ham. Next team. This could be a controversial decision. As I said, I was tossing up two teams for that last pick, and the team that I didn't pick, I'm just going to throw them out the window. You boys can have them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with the Tigers here. Ooh. Okay. And here is my reasoning. I don't know if you've uh, looked at some of the signings that they have in their forward pack, but when I look at their team versus their uh, pack some of the other is packs, nice. They're, they're probably one of the premier forward packs in the, the comp. They've got Utu Ikamanu, who's a young bloke. He's huge and he, he's a workhorse. They've got Coruscant, um, and we all know what he can do. Clemmer, he had a standout season last year, probably one of his best. And if he keeps that up, then who knows what he'll do. Papali'i, um, Bloor, who for the last two years has been a young up-and-comer that everyone said is going to be the next big thing. But I think he, he did a, a a knee maybe and then he had yeah, two seasons. Yeah, I think he did his ACL. Ending yeah. injuries. Um, but he's fit now. And then Offenawi, who again last year, um, I didn't really rate him as a player, but last year he just came into his own and was... Just a workhorse um, at 13. Yeah. And so on you're, the forgetting, back of you're forgetting John Bateman as well. And I was going to say, and Bateman's oh, yeah, the company Bateman. there They've and got I mean, a lot Dewey, more depth than previous seasons. At the end of uh, last season, when he slotted into to 5'8", they actually had a fair bit of shape too. Uh, he at least sort of opened up Brooks to be able to do his thing. And even before that with Hastings, um, like it, I think they're a completely different pack. They're... Their last year, they won four. They're at 9.5 for, for overs under this year. And I think that uh, this will probably be my lock of overs. I reckon they can probably get to 10 or 11 themselves. I like it, Ham. I'm, uh, I'm not there with you for the lock, but I have them making a massive leap this year. I think they'll be in and around, yeah, the 9.5, 10, maybe 11 wins. I like them as a soft over. Um, and I think more than anything, I think they're going to be in games a lot more this year and I think they're going to be in with a shot to make the eight. I don't think they do make the eight, but I think two thirds of the way through the year, we'll still be talking about them as a potential contender. That pack is just massive. Um, And if Adam Dewey can steer them around a bit more than Luke Brooks, or if Luke Brooks can capture some form that is getting him paid over a million dollars a year, um, I think they'll be all right. You, you're missing uh, the big name on the wing, Big Ken as well, Ham. Um, <laughs> he, he's obviously massive for them, um, but he's injured at the moment. But I, I think they'll be pretty good this year. I think they'll take a bit of a leap. I like the pick. I think you boys are very clearly drinking the uh, Benji Marshall Kool-Aid. Absolutely. <laughs> Injected I, into I, my veins. I agree they've recruited well. I, I think it was a smart move from them to move Hastings on and that player swap with Clemmers just I think I think it'd be beneficial for both teams to be honest. Um they had to sort of pick one of either him or or Brooks. They've obviously gone with Brooks. A a guy that's just always been touted to have more potential than he's shown. But in saying that I think there is every chance that 
Sheens and Marshall can get the best out of him. I think the forward pack's strong. I think parts of the spine are strong. Obviously, Dewey's a, a guy that I have high expectations for. I think now that he's back from his injury, got a few games in last year under his belt, I would expect good things from him. I just worry about who's going to score the tries for them. I don't know that they've got a lot of strike power out wide. Like, you look at their starting centers, you've got guys like Brent Naden. I mean, yet to really show. Wow. He's going to score his first try and then go on for 94. <laughs> I mean, I think the I think uh, what Stu said was right. I think they are going to be in a lot more games just due to the forward pack. But I think we forget how porous they were defensively, especially out wide. They just concede. They were just turnstiles out wide. I think I think they're better this season. I think they're far more competitive. But I don't. I still have them for an under. I've, still, I've got them around seven to eight wins. But I think that's okay. I think uh, they'll be built. They're at least building something. They've got an identity. They've got a plan in place with Sheens and Marshall. All the talk in the off-season is about this attacking style of football they're going to play. I'm sure we'll start to see the foundations of that, but I think they just need to sort of look in the next year or two and investing in the outside backs a little bit more. All right, so that's under for me and over for you, boys. So that is, that, is it back to my turn now? It is. <sighs> I'm going to take the Broncos. Ooh. Surprising that they're still there, to be honest. Um few bad vibes around the club over the off-season. Um, Selwyn Cobbo confirming what we all thought <laughs> for quite some time. He just said what everyone was thinking. I'm sure we said it. I'm sure we're on record as saying it last year that uh, we weren't big on Kevy. Um, and he decided to jump on a podcast and confirm everyone's thoughts. Um, bucket loads of talent in this team, though. They bring in Reese Walsh, who he is out for round one, but he's expected back by round two. I think that's a great signing for them. He, I think he's got loads of potential to be one of the next sort of top echelon ball-playing fullbacks. He's still got Reynolds, who went fit, is still one of the great, like, one of the better organising halves in the comp. Ezra Mam had a good season last season. Um, really happy with how he was going. Number nine's a bit of a concern. They've got a young guy, and I can't think of his name, that's playing in their um, development teams that they're really big on. That's a hooker coming through. But if I know Kev Walters, I think he'll stick to playing Corey Pakes and uh, Billy, his son, there over the course of the season. Um, it's a bit of a red flag. Payne Haas's off-season hasn't been ideal. Um, but I think when you, you look at their forward pack, obviously they've got him and Carrigan and you've got Flegler off the bench. That's still pretty star-studded. I don't think I'd be willing to bet an over there. Over under numbers 13 and a half. And they got to 13 last year, but I think you can see them around 10 to 12 wins comfortably. And that's at this point in the draft, I think that's uh, that's good enough for me. They'd have to have one of the best back fives in the comp, you would think. When Reese Walsh is in there, you've got Walsh, Oates, Staggs, Farnworth, and Cobbo. It's talented. It's pretty electric. Yep. Um, and then I add in the, same the good forwards. Every year, though. Yeah, and I think I think that's no, where it comes back to coaching. I think it's yep. it's just the I think for them to be for them to be successful while Kevy's there, I think they really need to have an experienced senior assistant alongside him that's going to really help him through. Because I just I just haven't seen anything to suggest that he is up there with any of the top coaches. I think he just gets found out when they play one of the top teams. And I think I think we'll see it on Friday night. That obviously Walsh is out and they're playing the Panthers, but I just think I think we'll we'll get a really good gauge on where they're at 
in that game. Because talent-wise, they stack up with a team like Penrith quite easily, but it's just the coaching and the direction on the field that's not quite up to scratch, in my opinion. Yeah. I think the lack of hooking option is a concern. Um, having Walters in there is pretty weak um, compared to those good sides. Uh, but Andrew Budden will be hoping they make a jump. I guess they could. So the guy I was talking about, the number nine that they've got coming through the, the system is, I'm just looking up, Blake Moser. Andrew Budden will be very happy that I've mentioned him. <laughs> um, he's, a, he's a young young uh, Maroon, uh, Maroons under-19s player that they've got huge wraps on coming through. So I think if they can, ideally for them, they'll probably look to get him a couple of games into him sort of at some stage through the season. My only question about him, George, is he the coach's son? <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I think that says everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many teams have we all taken? Who's keeping track of this? Uh, that was the 11th team off the board. So we've got Once four I to take go. this, we will have 14. We've got, we've got to get to 15. That'll be five each. Correct. Good math. Um, shall we move along? We shall. All right. I'm going to take the Milk, who I think will finish above the Broncos. Uh, their over-under is 12 and a half. They got 14 last year. And I don't see why they can't do that again, to be honest. Um, yeah, uh, my biggest biggest thing for the Raiders is they've got Jamal Fogarty available from the start of the season. They've got him and Whiten in the halves, and I think that's going to be that's going to be pretty critical. And then you look at their props; they've got the arguably the best prop pairing in the competition in Papalihi and Joey Tarpany. Um, they've got some good edge back rowers as well, Hudson Youngs. Pretty good. Another Hunter Valley local that's gone and done well elsewhere. Uh, yeah, for me, they've got a pretty high floor. I think they could get up around 14, 15 wins, but I think they also... Uh, sorry, not a high floor, a high ceiling, uh, but I think they've actually got a pretty low floor as well. I could see them being bad on the other end of the spectrum. They were horribly inconsistent last year. Yes, correct. And somehow they still cry. got the 14 wins. Yeah. I was baffled when I saw that far cry away from when they were, were quite competitive. Um, I just look and although they have individual players that, that might do well, um, I think the only exception to that is that half-pack, Whiten and Fogarty obviously uh, have shown that they can work well together. But apart from that, what depth do they really have? Like even if you look into their reserves, you're looking and going, if they get an injury or two, uh, then they're going to be struggling. And in my notes, I'd actually said that I would stay away, but I would, wouldn't even be surprised if, if they lost, um, like they only won 10 or less. I'm just not feeling it. I think that for mine, the Raiders are just sort of stuck in purgatory at the moment. They're not good enough to be a contender, but they're not bad enough to be challenging for the spoon down the bottom. They're just locked into that between sort of 7th and 12th position for me. Um, I think a lot depends for them this season on the development of Xavier Savage. I think he's the one guy that you look at their back line that's, he's obviously electric with his pace, but he's just got a bit of X factor, I suppose you would say, to actually break things open for them. I don't think their back line outside of him has a particularly, a lot of strike power. Guys like Jordan Rapana are getting older and I think last season he saw just a little bit of a dip on his form. Granted, his form prior to that had been really good. 
you mentioned the forward packs, too. I'm big on their forward pack as well. But like Ham said, the depth probably isn't there. Like you've still got the top guys like Tarpany, Papali, and Hudson Young, but I think it falls off pretty quickly after that. The number nine position is still a confusing one to me. I don't even think Ricky Stewart knows what he wants to do. They signed Denny Levi in the offseason. Um, probably like the worst tackling number nine in the comp of the last 10 years. Hey, mate, watch what you say. Isn't that Hamish as starting hooker in fantasy? <laughs> Yeah, but, boys, you'll but, see me through the week. Um, but the, like, they used so many different players in that number nine position last year. They had Tom Starling coming off the bench. They had uh, Wolford in there. It just, it's, it's just like a... Hodgson, obviously. Hodgson, when he was fit, is just yeah, a bit all over the shop. I'm not sure that Danny Levi's a solution. If I'm... Uh, and then even these, Habili, like the amount of hookers that they've gone through. Yeah, if I'm some of these other clubs, I'd... That, are lacking a hooker, I'd really be taking a good look at Tom Starling and trying to get in touch with his manager. I've got high, I like Tom high opinion of him, but he's just, yeah, he's just caught in Ricky Stewart roulette at the moment where it comes to actual playing time. I have them for an under. Uh, I think, as I said, they're in that purgatory zone, 7th to 12th. I w- I'd be surprised if they finished any higher or lower than that. But, uh, yeah, probably around 10 wins for me. I've got them as a soft over, but they could win seven games. They could win 15. I think they've got a massive... I think they've got a high ceiling and a very low floor. It is good for the comp when the milk are going well, though. I will say that. I've always had a soft spot for Canberra. Shit of a place. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like Newcastle without... (laughs) And cold. Uh, I think you got another one to go, Stu. I do, and gee whiz, I don't know where to go here. I think I'm just going to have to be a homer like we all have in this oh, pod and go with the mighty Newcastle Knights. They only managed to scrape six wins. Gee whiz, that's, that's sad, isn't it, considering they started two from two. Um, <laughs> and uh, their line is seven and a half this year. Um yeah, I, I don't even really know what to say here. I think I'm ready to be hurt again, but I, in saying that, I also don't have high hopes. It'd be interesting to see how Ponga goes in his conversion to to the six. It'd be interesting to see how Jackson Hastings go, Lockie Miller. Um, there's a lot of question marks, a lot of players that need to prove themselves. Uh, yeah, what do you guys think? I uh, I'll let him go first. You pretty much said what um, I, I was thinking, Stu. The, every year I go, I want them to do good. I tell myself they're going to do good, and then it just never seems to come to fruition. But the new signings, Hastings, Miller, Elliott, um, hopefully it can sort of bring some new life into them. I still don't understand how Mann um, is getting first crack. I guess it's because he's been rewarded for, for being there longer. But when I, th- I look I think, at Elliott... Sorry to interrupt Mann, him. I think, it was, yeah. I think it's because Elliott's just coming back from an ankle injury as well. I think they're just easing him back. Uh, hopefully are that's you saying that because you have him in fantasy, Jordan? I'm just, I'm just telling you what I, what I was reading. I, I hope that's the case because when I look at those two players together, like what they've done over the last uh, two years, I mean, Elliot, um, probably only last year where he really upped his game, but I know who I would much rather be uh, locking the, the pack. Um, I had them as a stay away, but I, I think they will still hit the overs. I just wasn't confident. I, further on from your... Adam Elliott point. I think he could. I've got 
and I'm not just saying this because I drafted him in our, our league, but I, I think he could be one of the signings of the season. I think he could be that uh, player that the Knights have needed for quite a while that's just going to help transform that culture around the place a bit. Everything you read about the guy is that he's just a gym rat. He's constantly working on his game, constantly trying to get better, always, you know, always doing the extras at training. I think that's what a team like Newcastle has been lacking over the last few years. It's been a little bit of a Kalen Ponga apologist club just sort of letting him get away with probably a little bit too much. Um, I am, I do have concerns about Ponga playing six. I don't think it's a problem with the ball. I think attacking-wise, it's actually going to open up the, the Knights' attack quite a bit. I just have concerns about him in defence. The guy is not what you would call a reliable defender. It's a much stronger side on paper than last year as well. Um, they haven't had an organising half or at least a decent one since Pierce left, and I think Hastings can be that for them which will, again, help Ponger out. I think Lockie Miller, he's a guy that's in his prime, really. He's 29 years old. He's like lightning. He just has that look about him that he's going to be constantly involved, popping up in support play all the time. The outside backs, much like previous years, are still a bit hit and miss. Maybe we can finally get a healthy Bradman best for a full season. That'd be nice to see. On the outside backs, though, I can't see him name. He hasn't been named here, and I can't see any injury news. What's the deal with Greg Marju? Is he... I thought he was out injured. Is he out injured? I I thought so, but uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I would have thought he would uh, have slotted straight in. I would have thought he would have got the nod over Heimel Hunt. Uh, I think he's a pretty big tackle buster, isn't he, Ham? Yeah, yeah, he is. Absolutely. Yeah, he... um... I think he was like one of the leading tackle busters in the fantasy season last year. Oh no, he's uh he's just been uh, <laughs> just an Adam O'Brien special. He thought uh, Heimel Hunt would be the preferred option. So, oh, he's not injured. No, he's not injured. Oh, fuck me. The the only... <laughs> I, I don't have huge confidence in Adam O'Brien and some of his selection choices. Um, you guys talked at length about Elliot the. The thing that concerns me is he just seems to have an affinity with these ball-playing small lock forwards. Um, Kurt Mann, for example, to the point where last year when Kurt Mann was injured, he was trying to put Phoenix Croslin in there. Um, and it it just doesn't work. I, I would like to see Elliot in the 13. Um, I think they that side looks a lot better if, if he is in there. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I agree Might with you. Might be long, yeah. I think it's a case of trying to replicate what's been successful at other clubs, perhaps with players that aren't quite at that same standard. Um, I, I thought Kurt Mann, fantasy-wise, had some decent games last year, but you're right, he's not someone that should be playing extend, extended minutes in the middle of the field. He's just too small. I, I don't mind him as a 14 off the bench, bring him on as an extra ball player, bring yeah, him on he's fine just as, to make, make a lot of tackles. He's fine as um, a utility, and that's that's exactly what he is, especially at this point in his career. And I'd much rather have him in that 14 jersey than Phoenix Crosland, who probably agreed. isn't up to first-grade standard at the, at the moment. I've, uh, I've got the Knights run over, as with all that being said, purely because I think that number of 7.5 is pretty low. They As bad as last season was, they managed to get the 6. They've got a good home field advantage. The team, in my opinion, is much better on paper than last season. So I think they can get to eight or nine wins. And I think they're, yeah, that, that's about where I'm at. Maybe an eight or nine win team. I'm not confident enough to lock him in as in over. I'm not going to bet on it, but I, I like it as a soft over. So this is Adam O'Brien's fourth year. And obviously it's a pretty make or break year for him. First year, they won 11 games. 
um, finished seventh. Second year, they won 12 games, finished seventh. And then last year was obviously the worst year of his um, Newcastle stint with six wins. So I think I don't think he's the guy to really take the club forward, but I think they'll win enough games to hit that over. I don't know if it'll be enough wins for them to sort of keep him on as coach long-term, though. My question is, so they play the Warriors, I think, in New Zealand? They do, yeah, in New Zealand. In Wellington, yes. Uh, how do you see that one going? That's oh, that's a tough that's a tough betting betting one to open the season. Pretty big emotional game for the Warriors home game because to start you, the season. You would yeah. argue those though that that's the kind of team that's going to be in a similar spot to them on the ladder. Mm. Um, yeah, so they, they need to win it. I think they're the more talented team than the Warriors. I think we'll you can note that none of us have picked the Warriors out of the draft pool yet so uh, I think they're the more talented team especially on paper but Warriors at home charged up after a few years of not really being able to play a whole lot of games in New Zealand it's going to be a big ask great so Ham were you did I hear you say over as well yeah I said that I I wouldn't be confident enough to to bet on them but I think that they probably will just hit a a soft over well guess what baby I'm locking in an over Oh, Let's get around it. Let's buy some membership tickets. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're up here. How many how many teams have we all picked now? Where are we up to? We're nearly done, aren't we? We are nearly done. You you two both have one left. I'm done. I say, am I up or are you, Jordan? Uh, I've, you're I up, George. Didn't I? I just picked the Knights. Oh, you picked the Knights. No, you I picked the Knights. Oh, I just had it for a lock, and I was like, wishful thinking. My team. That's right. My bad. <laughs> Um, man, there's too much left. We'll go. I think I'm just going to take them purely for the vibes at this point. I'm going to take the Warriors. Um, just because I'm I'm happy to see that they're finally going to be able to have a full season of home games back in New Zealand. They've had a pretty pretty rough couple of years, basically keeping the competition afloat by uh, stationing themselves out of Redcliffe. I, if I was really trying to talk myself into it, I would say Sean Johnson's in a contract year. Whether this, maybe he retires after this season, I don't know, but he's previously performed well in contract years. They have recruited some decent forwards. Uh, Mitch Barnett, I think, will go well for them in the middle. And they've got um, Tohu Harris, who's now in his second season post coming back from an ACL injury, which I would expect him to have a good uptick in his form. I don't think they have a lot of strike power out wide, and they'll miss having Reese Walsh at the back. But I just think their over-under is nine and a half. Last season, they won six. I could see them maybe eking out seven or eight wins. I um, I was going to take the Warriors, uh, if you didn't, Jordan, just on the, the fact that they haven't played at home in a few years, and they used to always be the teams that would win 80% of their games at home and... Um, the rest that they, they lose. So it'd be interesting to see how big the home ground advantage becomes for them this year. And uh, I can see a scenario in which they, they do just bully teams at home and end up pulling um, like a bunch of wins out. I don't know exactly what that um, over was, but I, I think that I could see them winning maybe even half their games. Uh, the only thing is that uh, they do have a, quite a new team. Um, there's six starters that they're named this week that 
haven't played for them before. So it's a very short, I guess, uh, gelling period for them to be able to hit the ground running and um, I guess have all the cogs moving in the right direction. Possibly not a bad thing coming from a side that won six games last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I agree with you boys. It'll be good to have them back in New Zealand. Um, I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to be going over to play in New Zealand in probably the cold and have the likes of Fanua Blake, Mitch Barnett, Tohu Harris, Josh Curran running at me. There's, there's um, plenty to like about that forward pack. Yeah, definitely. We, we spoke about the Tigers earlier, about how good their forward pack is. These guys aren't, aren't much behind, in my opinion. If, if you got those guys in form, that's that's very good, very nice. I um, if Maybe if uh, we get Charmsy Nickel Clockstab from about three or four years ago, they might have a bit of strike power out wide, but otherwise it's pretty underwhelming in the outside backs is my main concern. Big Charms is in for a big year, big fantasy year. <laughs> All right, so well, I've, got, I've still got them for an under, even though I've taken them. Are you boys there as well? Very soft, stay away. very soft under. It, I think they're about a yeah, about a nine or ten wins. Yeah. Who knows what what could happen now that they're back at home? All right, him last pick in the draft. Yeah, and looking at the the teams we have left, uh, doesn't really fill me with much confidence. So I think what I'm going to do is just go with statistics and uh, pick the Dragons. They at least got twelve wins last season. So even if they they fall off or um, well, I expect them, that they are going to fall off because uh, I don't see a lot that I like about them. Hopefully they'll be able to still get some wins on the board and push my total up. I just, once you, you look at Hunt, but after Hunt, there's a lot of young, obviously they're, they're prospects and uh, they will come good, but how long is that going to be? Is it going to be this year or is it going to be two years down the track? You just don't know. And obviously with all of the, the reports and everything coming out of um, the media, they're clearly not in a good headspace. I was going to say there's some pretty bad culture stuff coming out of that place at the moment. Yeah. I uh, I think they're a decent bet for the spoon, personally. I It depends how bad you think the Dolphins will be, but I think there's a scenario where they, uh, they're right down the bottom of the ladder. Like you say, Hunt, Hunt's always uh, going to be a quality half in the NRL, but he doesn't have a whole lot to work with outside him. Um, there's, yeah, I mean, who's, who's their starting hooker? I can't even think who their starting hooker is at the moment. McCulloch's left. Is it, uh, Jacob Little? Yeah, I think he went there. I can't think of more than about three NRL quality players in their team, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing a lot of players, but I'm with you on the spoon train for the Dragons. I've got them as a lock under. How, how on earth did they win 12, they win 12 games last year? Is that just a part of my memory that I've suppressed? I don't recall that ever happening. They were just completely average in every way. And they won half the games? I think there was a period there where they were just winning every single week. Um, And then Barbecue Gate or whatever it was. Or was that the year before? That was the year before. (laughs) I think what you're thinking of, Ham, is the um, the presentation where only three players rocked up. Okay. (laughs) Jeez. I, uh, was, it, was it there were only three NRL quality players? I think it was I'm sure ben, one of them was Ben Hunt. I think Ben Hunt was there, and I don't think many others were. It was, uh, yeah. it was pretty embarrassing. Um, yeah. All right. 
I've uh, I've actually got them for a lock under as well. So um, just to reiterate their number, they won, I think you said it already here, they won the 12 games last season, but their over under for this season is seven and a half. Is that right? Have I got that? Have I got that? Correct? Yep. No, that's correct. right. And, and I think we've talked about it before. Like all of these over unders are just like I'm looking and I, I think I've only probably ha- had a punt or um, given uh, like four or five of them and two of them locks. And again, I'm just a stay away. I just, I think that they might win eight, but they could easily win five. The lines are pretty on point this year. They've uh, obviously listened to the few good punts podcast from last year, t- taken a few tips away from there, and the podcast adjusted the lines accordingly. The podcast that hasn't recorded for about six months. <laughs> it's probably the most recent episode they they want to listen I to. That think, one. I think the last episode we did was the uh, Premier League. Was yeah, I think it was. Um, just quickly, listeners will probably turned off by uh, TJ Hawks. Twenty Actually, minute. I went. I went back discussion and to that the other day, and holy crap! It, it was just it was uh, a real Academy award winning performance from TJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, just quickly, the teams that we haven't covered. Um, we've got the Gold Coast Titans. They had uh, six wins last year. I've got them for just. We'll just go through them quickly. I've got them as an over under of eight and a half. I like not a whole lot about this team, so I've gone under for them. You boys, that's under. my other lock. Yeah. I've locked them in I've as also an under. That in. Yep. I, I'm going to steal your note here, Jordan. Uh, the Titans have addressed their biggest need: <laughs> lack of experience in their spine by signing Kieran Foran. That says it all to me. Lock in another. You're welcome. <laughs> I thought that was great. I, I have no more to add than that. I mean, at this point, like, it's not even Kieran Foran. It's like zombie Kieran Foran. It's like the, the corpse, the, the artist formerly known as Kieran Foran that's up there playing. Like, Their line's eight and a half. They won six games last year. Where can they scrape three more wins than last year? I don't I don't see it. The only scenario I'm thinking of is that if we see the day for feeder from two years ago. Because he, there was there were games that he won on his own, just by being an absolute menace out on the edge. But yeah, I, I agree generally. But but what is there anything indicating that we will 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 ever get that David feeder back? Not necessarily. Is he in a contract year this season? He might be. Possibly. Yeah, because that would that would possibly uh, lead to that. Um, the other one being the Redcliffe Dolphins. Their over under is five and a half. Obviously, they their win total from last season is not applicable. I guess it all depends how uh, many wins you think Wayne Bennett's worth as a coach. Um, I actually think they can scrape it over, but I wasn't confident enough to either bet that or draft them this evening. But I, I could see the I could see them winning six or seven games. They've got some good young yeah. talent, and uh, it's I, good. To I don't mind their side. Um, it's just hard to know how they're all gonna fit yeah. together, being a new side, and it's just the, the big unknown, really. Tough game I think, first up to I think Wayne Bennett himself is worth three or four wins, and then you yeah. can probably scrape out a few more wins with that side. It's actually not too bad. The depth is going to be a huge issue. If they get injuries, then they'll really struggle. No star power really either. Unless, like, obviously they're banking on in the future Katoa making that leap and being a star for them, but really they've, they've got no no guns. They're just a yeah. couple of, like a lot of good, solid first graders. Not a bad way to start. It'd be interesting to see how they adapt. All right, Stu, can you quickly rehash who everyone took in the draft here and then we'll, we'll all know. I can. So, I took the Roosters first off the board and we had George taking the Sharks, Ham taking the Panthers and the Cowboys, George taking South Sydney, myself taking the Storm and the Bulldogs, Jordan taking Parramatta, 
Pam taking Manly and the Tigers, Jordan taking the Broncos, myself taking the Raiders and Knights, George taking the Warriors, and Ham rounding us out with the Dragons. Very good. We'll um we'll try and uh put that into a post on our Instagram page that's uh going to be up and running hopefully. Well, it actually Sounds it does good. exist, but it ha- nothing's been posted on it yet. So we'll uh, we'll try and get that up so we can keep a good record of it. Um, anything else you want to touch on, boys? I think that's that's pretty good. We we, we got there. P- pretty keen for footy to be back. Yes, definitely. It's going to be good. Boys are up in Foster for the weekend. Footy's back on. Beers will be flowing. Absolutely. Good Ned's first the, game on Ned's Thursday night, and empty. then the nights on Friday at six o'clock. Yes. What a, what a what a delight that is. Can't wait. Definitely very exciting. And then the Panthers-Broncos game afterwards. That should be all right too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, Butto getting there like just on halftime and Panthers are up like 24 zip or something. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to kick off his weekend, right? Absolutely. Hopefully uh, he listens to that. this podcast on his drive uh, from Dubbo to Foster. He'll, uh, he he'll have plenty of time. <laughs> I think he can listen to it more than twice. It's only, uh, <laughs> we just clicked over an hour and 15, so it's not too bad. Alrighty, boys. Thank you for your time tonight. Um, this was fun. It was good to do this again. It's been a while. Um, we should do it more often. We should. We. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to turn out because we're not actually paying for the platform anymore. So if you hear lots of different watermarks or something, that's what told me would be in it through the podcast. We apologize, but uh, we're all poor in this current economy, so we couldn't afford the twenty dollars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe right. if this episode takes off, we'll bring in enough that's revenue right. to if pay we get for 50, a... If we get fifty listens on this podcast, I'll buy it again. <laughs> there All we right, are. Boys. Target made. Well, thanks, <laughs> I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Cheers. See, See ya. ya.